We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for January 24th, 2022. Uh, kind of continuing along the same vein which we left off, this next report is, is entitled Receipts. Hospitals paid to kill. Providers incentivized by feds to murder COVID patients. And I'm just going to keep hammering this these 900-pound gorillas in the room until hopefully this issue gets resolved uh, i mean at least the covid issue at least this overt killing off of humanity okay so we've heard the horror stories from mercy hospital we've heard about how patients are dying from bad drugs and from bad protocols and from malnourishment and the hostility that nurses and doctors have towards unvaccinated people but why is all of that happening for that, we're joined by Dr. Lee Vliet, who has the details on the incentives that hospitals have to just let patients die or worse, kill them intentionally. So just as this program, Dr. Vliet, is harder to find than, say, Hannity or Charlie Kirk or Ben Shapiro, the details that you're about to expose, the receipts, the proof is out there. It's just obfuscated and harder to find. Exactly. It's on the uh, CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, website and these are waivers issued by the centers for medicare and medicaid services and the cares act which was implemented in 2020 but extended and expanded under the biden administration has all of these incentive payments well documented this is not any there's no speculation it's all in the government documents so how much are these doctors being paid to kill people like scott quiner it's the hospital incentive payments primarily the doctors not individually other than their salary when they're employed by the hospital sure. hospital administrators know that they will be paid extra for doing the pcr test and positive test results a COVID diagnosis means admission to the hospital. On admission, there is an incentive payment. Use of remdesivir provides a 20% bonus payment from our government to the hospital on the entire hospital bill for that COVID patient. It's a wow. bounty on people's lives, basically, to use remdesivir. 20% for the entire hospital bill. So the more you can drive that entire hospital bill for that, let's just say, call it what it is, for hopefully on their end, what they're trying to achieve is death, because that way they're going to get maximum payment. You've got percentages now where you're going to get more money as regarding if you can drive the bill up further. And prevent access to other medications such as hydroxychloroquine, even um, and ivermectin, and even budesonide is not being used when it could help reduce lung inflammation. Then the hospital gets an incentive payment for putting a patient on a ventilator. They get another incentive payment if the patient dies and is given a COVID diagnosis. Mm -hmm. The coroner gets extra money yep. for a COVID diagnosis. An outpatient doctors medical practices are paid more under medicare medicaid services 
based on a higher percentage of their patients being. And if you ask me, every bit of that money is cursed blood money. You know, I, I wouldn't want anything to do with any of that money. Cursed, if, if you ask me. I mean, that's just from a, I, I'm look, trying to look at it from a biblical standpoint. I mean, the Bible says, cursed he that taketh reward to slay an innocent, to slay the innocent. And I'm probably botching that a little bit, but if that's not an abortion doctor, I don't know what is. When you're making money profiteering off something evil, don't expect your life to be blessed. If you're working in a bar, serving alcohol, getting other people drunk, don't expect the money that you're making there to bring a blessing upon your life or on your family's life, if that's how you're supporting them. You have to take a really good hard look at how you're making a living. The Bible says, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. The labor, whatever work you're doing, should tend to life and not death or debauchery or whatever. Vaccinated, it's called um, value-based payments to a a outpatient practice. So all the way across the line from the hospital administrators who are making millions of dollars, on average, Tom Renz's team has calculated $100,000 minimum is the bonus paid to a hospital for every COVID patient that has the elements of COVID diagnosis, remdesivir, and ventilator, and a COVID cause of death. Hundred grand, like I said before, bonus paid to the hospital. That's quite an incentive package. And then you start to multiply it. Oh, well, what if we could, you know, get 10 of these a day? That's a million extra bucks per day. And she said that's the bonus. I don't know if that's, you know, if it goes further than that. But, I mean, we're talking really big money. Unbelievable. So where do people find the proof of this? Because they're going to say, well, this is just, this is, this is crazy. There's no way that all of this is happening. I have put the links to the active source documents in my editorial, Biden's Bounty on Your Life, Hospital Incentive Payments for COVID. I will... Biden's Bounty for Your Life. Um, and that's uh, Dr. Lee Vlit, V-L-I-E-T. Uh, if you want to look that up. I don't, I don't have a link to it right here, but Dr. Lee Vlit, V-L-I-E-T, um, Biden's Bounty on Your Life, I think. Let me just back that up just a hair. The links to the active source documents in my editorial, Biden's Bounty on Your Life, Hospital Incentive Payments for COVID. I will send you the editorial with the active links and you can post it on your website. Yeah, we're going to do that. And also, uh, truthforhealth.org, is it posted there as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was documented um, with the attorneys and the patients and the physicians in our press conference on medical tyranny, hospital abuses. So when we said, way back when, when we were attacked by the media for calling this a money for murder scheme, we were absolutely right. That's exactly what's happening here. Hospital administrators are being paid serious cash to do PCR tests. Uh, this is why when you go in for you know a gunshot wound to the thigh, 
you're getting a PCR yep. test. This is why exactly. you crash your motorcycle and you go into the emergency department and you're getting a PCR test. Because suddenly you go in for a hangnail and the next thing you know, you're hooked up to a ventilator and your family is sending you off and you're dying. I mean, literally, that's how things are working. Is that an overstatement or is that really happening? No, it's not. In fact, we have patients that have contacted us in the emergency room and asked for our help and they ended up went in for an automobile accident no respiratory symptoms whatsoever what what our whistleblowers have found and this will be coming out in more detail in the setting of several lawsuits but what they have found is that hospitals actually control the lab testing they ramp up the cycle threshold on the PCR test unvaccinated people have tests that are run at 45 to 48 cycles <laughs> So 80 to 85 percent are positive falsely. See how they're they're rigging the game. They the unvaccinated people have their have their um, PCR cycles ramped up to this number where they're going to get. And she's saying 80. I've heard 95 percent false positive because they want to. I really believe they want to get the, the unvaccinated in, not only to punish them and to blame them because oh the hospitals are overflowing with unvaccinated, but the main reason. We're going to cover next, and that's the organ harvesting. Even in somebody with a car accident, no respiratory symptoms. Those who are vaccinated are having a PCR test that's run at only 25 to 28 no, cycles, which makes it more reliable. Yeah. So there's actual discrimination going on between vaccinated and unvaccinated on top of all of the incentive payments. We are fighting this battle with calls to our COVID care strategy team for the foundation. We're dealing with five or six hospitals every day, seven days a week, trying to help the patients get care. Okay, and again, this is truthforhealth.org. Is she's the founder? Truth for the the not the number four, but for f o r health.org. Being denied, trying to find attorneys who will step up and work with us to do the legal side of the battle while we do the medical side of the battle. It is chilling what is going on in our hospitals, and the public needs to wake up, do the things for early treatment and prevention that are on our Truth for Health Foundation website, and stay out of the hospital. Yeah, and we're going to put those All receipts these services. as well at stupeters.com. I'm, I'm out of time here. We're going to have you back because I want to go into a whole lot of detail in those hospitals that you were mentioning. We're going to expose them. We're going to shine a light on these people and on these individual cases as well. Dr. Lee thank you so much for making the time on short notice to be with us today. We truly appreciate it. God bless you. You are so welcome. Okay, so we have that. Now let's um, go to the next one. And or organ harvesting, a real concern. Unvaxxed organ donors better think twice about going to the hospital. Now, any unvaxxed person, I think, because they, they're they're targeted to be punished. You just heard how they're cooking the books, ramping the cycle thresholds up. There's all kind of discrimination. They don't like them anyway. And if you've got literal Satanists, you've got Luciferians that are actually controlling this, they're really going to be in the crosshairs. And I, I'm talking about doctors and nurses and these types of people that have no conscience and no soul and are fully on board with this. And then we're prepositioned into these positions in the hospitals for this very purpose. I haven't heard anybody talk about that, but uh, you know, I've been talking about that for years.
regarding hospitals. Not to say everybody there, but I'm talking it does exist. <clears throat> Unvaxxed organ donors better think twice about going to the hospital. Hospitals killing for organs, this is absolutely evil and a crime against humanity. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this one. In this country is no different than 1930s Nazi Germany. This is an extermination happening right before our eyes. This 19th day of January 2022, welcome to the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. We begin this evening's broadcast with a guest that wants to remain anonymous for understandable reasons. She's a nurse in California, which might as well be Stalinist Russia for how it treats its inhabitants. But our nurse works case management at a hospital. She's in charge of patient files, discharge plans, and so forth. And she says that she's noticed a disturbing connection at her hospital between patients put on end-of-life protocols and life-sharing, an organ donation company. Now, since our nurse handles everyone's records, one of the documents that she can see in their files is their driver's license. And on that license, she's able to, of course, see who's an organ donor and who isn't. Our whistleblower says that she sees the same pattern repeating over and over, the pattern that we have been talking about here ad nauseum. Patients get put on remdesivir and other deadly medicines like vancomycin, which also damages the kidneys. Nobody's getting adequate nutrition. Nobody's getting IVs. Nobody's given a nebulizer. Nobody gets antibiotics. Families are kept away from their loved one's bedsides, and then they're pressured into and manipulated into signing off on do not resuscitate forms. And as soon as they sign that DNR, our whistleblower says that their loved ones magically die. And then doctors swoop in, of course, and rip out their organs. She has seen patients getting new hearts in three weeks, when normally this process takes years. Here's a direct quote. Nobody should be dying from COVID. Right. Ivermectin works, and these hospitals refuse to give them treatment, end quote. So instead, thanks to these protocols, 33-year-olds are dying. And maybe younger, too, because remdesivir is approved for use in children with severe COVID cases as well. So that's what our whistleblower says. And if she's right, and if this is happening in California, then it stands to reason that it's happening everywhere else, too. We've certainly seen that patients are dying horrible and unnecessary deaths all over the country. Our whistleblowing nurse joins us now. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So what have you seen? What is the correlation between the age of the patients that are being killed in these hospitals? Because I'm not going to say that they're dying from COVID. They're not. Nobody dies at home from COVID. Nobody's falling over in the middle of the streets dying. We're not stepping over cordwoods of bodies, you know, big, huge piles of bodies. everywhere. There's no bulldozers moving patients around all over the place. People just dropping dead. The people that are dying are dying in hospitals. Why? Because they're being killed. So uh, do you, first of all, do you agree with that? <clears throat> I do agree. So, you, I mean, you believe that these people are being intentionally killed, as we've reported on this show, uh, for example, with Scott Quiner. The hospital actually hired a law firm to argue why they had the right to kill him. So you agree uh, that these patients are being intentionally malnourished and not given the appropriate treatment and then intentionally killed? That is correct. Okay. And so... Being that you're an RN working in the records department and you've noted that you have seen these driver's licenses, what is the connection between the donors and who's dying the most, the most common death? The most common death um, are these, quote, COVID patients. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like organ donors. Um, are, they, are the most common deaths organ donors? Yes. 
Correct. Okay. So why? Why do you think that is? Um, uh, organs are worth a lot of money. Yep. So you That's believe that this is an orbit? Or been warning about this for years and years and years in this ministry. How wicked! And never be an or organ donor, ever. Organ harvesting transaction that, that's happening here. I mean, lay it all out there. Tell it. Tell it how it is. You emailed our show because you find this to be concerning, and I do too. We got to get those organs when you're alive. Can't be dead. You got to still be alive with a beating heart in order for it to be right. In order for them to get good, viable samples. So, and they can't give you anesthesia because if they did that, it would taint the organs. I've got into this. I've, I've, I've got a whole file on organ donation. And they, you got to be alive. You feel it. You feel it. But, you know, they got ways of, of subduing you where you're not going to be thrashing around. <clears throat> but you're feeling it. I can't give you painkillers. It would taint the organs. And don't you think Satan would just love that all the more? harvesting your organs making you go through all that agony so the medical pharma cartel can profiteer off your body and your organs and all the demons and devils there feeding off your suffering and your agony which is what they do that's how they eat that's that's how they're satisfied we've, we've discussed that before so i want to know don't hold back tell us what you think is really happening here I believe um, patients are being murdered um, to organ harvest their organs and sell them within, you know, the black market or wh wherever it is. Um, the human body is worth uh, $65 million. Uh, I know a heart is worth $1.4 million. So um, transplant department in our facility has... Now that would be a body that is healthy and young and not COVID-vaxxed, because I don't believe they can use the, I mean, it, you, you look at what spike proteins do to the organs, and they're going to they're gonna talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> Those are not organs that you could use as transplant. <clears throat> I, I don't believe, I don't think it's possible. There's too much damage already done from the kill shots. So in this regard, not only could they get back at the unvaxxed and then pad the lying hospital statistics saying, oh, we have a pandemic of the unvaxxed but then they could also profiteer off not only killing them the hundred extra grand they're getting but then off the organs on top of that tripled um <clears throat> as far as um transplants go um it used to be it depending on the transplant of the organ it used to be huge waiting list to even be on be on the list to get one, but it's been a couple of weeks and people get organs. Oh, it's yeah, it's crazy. amazing. Since they're just killing off the unvaxxed, they got a whole bunch of th this organ uh, donator waiting list. It's just yeah, it's it's really streamlining. Hey, whatever keeps the freeway moving, right? Yeah, you went from like a year. Now you can get get the same uh, heart that took you a, a year to get. Now you can get it in, in two weeks thanks to the unvaxxed killing them off. Easy. Right. So now you have a hospital. Uh, keep in mind that we went over this with Dr. Lee Vliet. We've talked about this with Attorney Thomas Rems, who's seen this play out over and over again. So um, and, and I'm, I'm going to be estimating with these numbers. 
But at the end of the day, they get paid a certain amount, these hospitals, these administrations, these for-profit businesses, they get paid a certain amount for a positive COVID test. Correct. Then they get a certain amount to admit a COVID patient. Correct. Then they get another amount to administer remdesivir. And I believe that that's a big amount of money. Correct. And then they get more money if they use a ventilator. And then the big payoff is they have a pronunciation of death by COVID, a COVID death. And then that total is somewhere around $100,000 or more per patient that all of those things happen. They get a positive COVID test. They come in, they get admitted to the ICU. They get remdesivir, this poisonous drug that causes renal and kidney failure. They get a ventilator and then they die. They get about a hundred grand or more. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Now keep in mind for the viewing audience, this is coming from an RN that works in the records keeping department. So you, I mean, this is a credible source here. So now in addition to that, Who's paying for these organ transplants that are done? I mean, these are oftentimes covered by insurance, no doubt, correct? Because people just don't have $1.2 million for a heart laying around between their couch cushions. So it can be from insurance. It also can be from the government. Ah, so mm -hmm. these are taxpayer funded murders. I don't think I'm gonna pay taxes this year. Why, why in the hell am I gonna pay taxes this year? We're murdering these people on the taxpayer dime right uh for the government to subsidize these hospitals and give them these millions of dollars that then the government holds over the head of the hospital if they go outside of nih protocol is that right correct so if the if the if the hospital says you know what no we're going to treat covid patients appropriately we're going to treat them for their symptoms in other words administer oh i don't know let's just be really crazy here and think outside of the box my conspiracy theory tinfoil hat says maybe the nobel prize winning fda approved decades long proven to be effective ivermectin or this anti-parasite this anti-parasitic that works well for covid patients if you do that then all of a sudden the money from the federal government just dries up it goes away doesn't it that's correct. It's all starting to come together here. Uh, and so now, in addition to being able to keep these millions and millions of dollars for my for-profit business, in order for my doctors to then see an increase in their wages and be really happy working here, because of course we have to fatten up the wages here to keep these doctors as part of this plan, they also get bonus for injecting people with these bioweapons that are being falsely referred to as safe and effective vaccines. Is there more money for that as well? That, yep, that's correct. They get incentivized for injecting the vaccines. Wow. And then once they've made all of the money jabbing these people with this bioweapon that's proven to cause myocarditis and all sorts of other things, the spike proteins traveling across the blood-brain barrier causing all kinds of neuro neurological malfunctions. Um, so they've, they've earned that money. And then these patients have what they call antibody-dependent enhancement. We know that 70% of hospitalized patients over the age of 65 are double vaccinated and boosted. So what that means is that now the comorbidity is probably the shot, but we can get a positive COVID test. That's really easy to do because we cycle these things at 45. If you run the damn thing underwater, you're more than likely to get a positive test. 97% false positive rate. In your experience, is that an accurate number, do you believe? I believe it's accurate. So you're getting a lot more positive COVID tests at your hospital than you are negative, I would imagine. 
We are. And then that person's not allowed to leave, right? Because they would be considered a threat to public health. That's correct. Huh. So the hospital has the authority to then just hold somebody against their will. And if they're not willing to do it, then we'll just sedate you. And then if you should have like a panic attack or something like we've heard of, we're going to talk to the mother of a 33-year-old paramedic who has now been kidnapped. And from what we can tell, we'll get more details from her, but he's being held in West Virginia at St. Mary's Hospital against his will, had a panic attack, two negative COVID tests. They insisted that he had COVID anyways. They've apparently injected this guy with the bioweapon while he's been sedated. And now he's on a ventilator and they're preparing him for death. So in that case, this is a 33-year-old healthy person. If he was in your hospital, chances are he's probably an organ donor. Is that right? That's correct. Hmm. And then they're going to get, how much did you say the human body is worth fully harvested? $65 million. This is a big racket, isn't it? Yes. This is a huge money-making scheme. This is a machine of death. This is murder for money, isn't it? That's correct. I've got about two minutes left here. I, I would like for you to just tell our audience, I mean, how horrible is this? How horrific is this? What are you seeing in your hospital? Um, it's really bad in California. Um, per policy of our health department, um, we admit patients into the ER um, when they have an oxygen level under 80%. So they're near, you know, gasping for air. Um, they are given uh, radesivir and uh, vancomycin, which shuts down their organs. Mm -hmm. They are um, then being vented um, and set up for death. Yep. No family is allowed at bedside. Um, mm -hmm. uh, myself and colleagues will call like the family. It's just pre-planned mass genocide, like I've said over and over. It's over the phone, but the doctors are just completely manipulating families and telling them, you know, that their family member is, you know, on their last leg and, you know, not last leg, but, you know, yeah. uh, end of life. Um, once that DNR is uh, signed by the DPOA, which is the family member that yeah, makes, do not resuscitate DNR, makes the decisions that that patient is set up for death yep. the dpoa the designated power of attorney that's correct and so um, if that person objects to this how does your hospital react um they will just try to manipulate and be uh, uh, you know let me email you the numbers let me show you this you know they just manipulate and lie so in no uncertain terms these doctors are very aware of what it is that they're doing they are this isn't like, yes. uh, you know, some kind of an oversight. This isn't a misunderstanding. Yeah. This isn't cognitive dissonance. This is not willful ignorance. This is not involuntary ignorance. This is willful, yeah. premeditated. And when they're in white hot hellfire for eternity, they they won't be able to use that as, you know, there, there'll be no excuses in hell. There won't be any. Murder, isn't it? That is correct. Well, I mean, I, I guess these are the things that we suspected. I never expected 
to be, first of all, doing a program like this. Second of all, having a guest who is an RN. How long have you been, by the way, in the in the healthcare field? 24 years. An RN of 24 years. Let me ask you this. Did you get into this business for this to be happening? Absolutely not. Yeah. Did you ever in, in your life imagine that after 24 years in nursing, the business that you get into because you have a calling to help and save lives, that you would ever be on a program like this, talking about premeditated murder? These hospitals have turned into the killing fields. These are the modern day ovens. This is a genocide happening in this country, isn't it? It is. Mostly, is it, by the way, the vaccinated people who are being treated like this, or is it the unvaccinated people that are being treated like this? Um, I've seen both um, sides of it. Um, mostly, it's the unvaccinated. I mean, they're trying to kill both sides, but mostly it's the unvaccinated because they want their organs. Yeah, and you know, it just occurred to me that another reason for that might be because who would want to accept organs from a vaccinated exactly. person? They have the spike protein. Millions. They're all damaged from the spike proteins and from the graphene oxide and the luciferase and the nanotech and the messenger RNA. Who'd want those organs? Of them being produced all over their body for only God knows how long, because we don't know anything about these things other than the fact that they're killing people, but we don't know what's in them because it's a big, huge secret and nobody's allowed to know. And if you ask what's in them, you get deplatformed just as if you would get deplatformed if you, an RN working in a hospital in California, were to go on Facebook or Google or YouTube and tell this story or Twitter, how long do you think that you would be still there? How long do you think it would be before you got banned for absolutely 100% giving an eyewitness account, the factual, hardcore, damn truth about the murders that you're witnessing in your hospital? How much longer do you intend on being? Okay, so I just added this extra, this next part in and i've covered some of this before and i'm just giving you a little sampling of this to confirm what we just heard organ donor and transplant warning uh the first report and now i'm not going to get into this i'm giving you a link to this 40 some minute audio entitled gutted alive medical debauchery and organ harvesting in our hospitals and then this was way before COVID. okay this has been going on a lot. Just yet one more satanic tentacle of the modern-day medical, pharma, witchcraft, sorcery cartels, which where we get the root word for sorcery is pharmaceuticals. Again, I'm not demonizing everybody that works in the system. I'm not calling them witchcraft practitioners. I'm just saying overall the underpinnings, the roots. You go back to John D. Rockefeller. I've played that five-minute video at least twice who was a total Luciferian, he's the guy that started all this. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Then there's another report here, what you lose when you sign that organ donor card. It's shocking. Then, why you should not become an organ donor. Then, organ donation refusal may save your life. Uh, then just a couple different reports zach dunlap a 21 year old oklahoman flipped over his four-wheeler and suffered catastrophic brain injuries on november well that what they thought to be uh, catastrophic brain injuries on november of 2007 36 hours after his accident doctors at united regional Healthcare system in wichita falls texas declared him brain dead preparations to harvest his organs were underway remember they got to do it without anesthesia um so now if he was truly brain dead okay I get it. Maybe he's not going to feel anything. But anyway, um, 
When friends and relatives gathered to say their final goodbye, goodbyes, his cousin, a nurse, wanted to make certain and scraped his pocket knife along the bottom of Zack's foot. Zack jerked his foot away. and He's supposedly brain dead. Just months later, Zack was walking and talking. Zack recalled hearing the doctor say that he was dead and that made him feel mad inside, meaning he was mad because he knew he wasn't dead, but he was unable to move. But see, if you've signed that organ donor card, they're going to be like, oh, he's brain dead, especially if it's not a do if, if a doctor's in it for profit. Golly gee whiz, he's brain dead. Bummer. Well, too bad. We're going to have to harvest his organs and, you know... They may, they, they may have made no zero 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 effort to really determine that, but you know, when when what the one lady says sixty five million if they harvest everything properly, well that's quite a bit of incentive there. Uh, another listener, uh, Patricia, said this to me. This was her experience when she went to the DMV Department of Motor Vehicles when she went to get her license. Uh, she said, "I checked off on my paperwork that I did not." want to be an organ donor the agent at the counter confirmed this verbally and it was evident he thought i was being very selfish by refusing to be an organ donor what what business is that of his anyway okay obviously some devil working at the dmv I was carefully checked over every detail of my license at the counter before I left the DMV, and he had went ahead and signed me up for the pro for the organ donor program anyway. This, which I mean, literally that can mean the difference between life and death. Some little slimy devil working at the DMV arbitrarily determined. Now you're gonna be a door organ donor, and you're gonna like it. I stopped right there and called his attention to this and that he had to change this. He rolled his eyes and changed this. Mm. Multiple people were watching this and made me feel uncomfortable, but I understand that they're mostly ignorant. Yeah, so you got to watch out on that too, the old DMV. I'm sure there's incentives there probably too we don't even know about. Then we have this. This is neat. And again, as I have warned, don't trust the frontline doctors. The frontline doctors are now using SSRI antidepressants, selective serotonin uh, uptake, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, antidepressants like Prozac, and um, the, this would fall under that. Flu, fluvoxamine, Luvox, and Ferrovin. Okay, that's the ones that we're going to be talking about here. I don't have time to get into all the drugs that they're advocating, but these SSRI antidepressants that use fluoride, fluoride, the same thing that they're pumping into the water supply, the same thing that burns out your lower brain lobes, that which controls your will to resist, that gives you cancer and bone softening diseases and all kind of other fun stuff that we'll be talking about. The SSRIs, now these wonderful frontline doctors that have your back, Simone Gold and all these other ones, are now advocating SSRI antidepressants in their COVID protocol treatments. And that's just one of the horrific drugs they're recommending. 
Told you. This does not surprise me at all. Okay, so a listener sent me this recent uh, Jeff Rents audio, and he's interviewing um, a lady, Ann Blake Tracy, I believe, that has had a big time, long time internet presence, and has really has a whole book on SSRIs and the antidepressants and how the Columbine shooters were on them. And, you know, that term go postal where, you know, for a while, all the postal shootings, it was determined every single time that they were always on SSRIs, antidepressants, Prozac and things of this nature, Paxil, these types of drugs, which make you go insane a lot of the time. And the mind control slaves that inevitably do these government-sponsored MK Ultra mind control shootings, they're all also on SSRIs and just kind of a really weird coincidence. Um, anyway, I'm going to play this uh, pretty good little clip here regarding this because this is some very important stuff to understand. And it's all the more reason that you got to be really super careful, even in, in the alternative media, who you're trusting. And it, here's the thing. I'm not even saying that they're evil, wicked people, these frontline doctors. I'm not saying that. The problem is, is they're still medically brainwashed and indoctrinated. And, and they were taught that you use this drug to treat this symptom. They're not taught about, like, holistically, and I don't mean that in a new age term, I mean that what we really need in order to feed our immune system, you know, real vitamin C with, like, rutin and bioflavonoids and the calcium and the selenium and the zinc and these now some of them are educated on these things but usually most of the time all you're going to get is some garbage zinc that they're recommending some like in not in a food base not in an enzymatic food base it's just going to be here's take this zinc oxide and this ascorbic acid it's vitamin no it's not vitamin c and it's not really a good form of zinc either it's garbage they don't have the training on average, most MDs have zero to three hours in nutritional training in their whole curriculum. Zero to three college credit hours. Okay? I mean, that is pathetic. And even if they get that, it's going to be, okay, here's your four food groups. That type of stuff. Antiquated, antiquated stuff. So, you have to consider the source. Let's say their hearts are all, all in the right places regarding this thing. It's still flawed advice, okay? I would put my protocol against theirs any day. Any day, okay? Especially if you add in the Invive Coital Silver. And I'm talking about for a, you know, a case that would normally be in the hospital. Any day would I go against their their protocol especially the, these drugs that they're they're advocating now where they're giving let, let's put them on an antidepressant to treat covid are you insane we're going to look at what that means after we hear this clip and i'm probably only going to be able to play this and i'm, I'm going to be out of time unfortunately um i'll get to the other stuff that i was going to try to cut because I, I really can't get into a part three teaching today but let's go ahead and play this okay if you have been a long-time listener, you'll know that Ann Blake Tracy has been a, a guest on this program many times over the years. She has been uniform in her dedication to attempting to sound the alarm about SSRIs, otherwise known as antidepressants. 
Now, what could be wrong with an antidepressant if you're depressed, huh? <laughs> well, a whole hell of a lot. Now, there's Remember, no the main ingredient in the antidepressants is fluoride. Fluoride. The same garbage that the Nazi concentration camps first pumped into the water supply to kill off the population and to make them incredibly docile. This is why when they would go in to liberate the, the concentration camps, nobody was fighting back and they were all just, you know, deer in the headlights. They weren't even, a lot of them really, and I understand they, they had malnourished them and they didn't have the energy, but, you know, they had lost their will to resist and, and um, they were very docile because of the fluoride in the water and that's why they used it. And that's why they put it in the Prozac and that's why they put it in the water supply and that's why they put it in the toothpaste. Because they're trying to do the same thing with the population today. Another angle to this, I'm going to ask Erica to explain it and why Anne is on with us tonight. Erica, tell us about these two organizations that we have. Yeah, so it's America Front, America's Frontline Doctors and the um, COVID Critical Care Alliance, uh, Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance. Um, right. These two organizations have been advocates of early treatment for COVID, um, which entails, you know, the cocktails of hydroxychloroquine and the azithromycin or the ivermectin and whatever else, you know, typically went along or goes along with that. But as time has gone on, various um, other, I guess, pharmaceuticals have been added to the mix. Yes. To I don't even have as big of a problem with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. I've, I've read you the laundry, laundry list of side effects of both of those drugs. I have, okay? But in the main, I think that, you know, if hey, if you're going to be in the hospital and you, and you can get access to them, you're far better off. And the fact that the medical society has fought them so vehemently lets me know that, you know, obviously it's something that Satan does not want them to have. Okay? Again... I would much rather put a person, if I was in the hospital, I'd much rather put a person on my protocol and only have to use those other things as an absolute last resort. I think that's the way it should be. Um, but these are other drugs that she's talking about that are really nasty. Not only prevent, uh, well, m more so to treat COVID or long-haul COVID and or the fallout consequences from the vaccine. And one of those, surprisingly, is... Prozac or fluvoxamine, um, and I, apparently there's been some study. Okay, now this is also I did a lot of research on this drug, fluvoxamine, aka Luvox, aka Favarin. Now I didn't I didn't hear it. Uh, I didn't hear an alternate name as Prozac on that. I think Prozac's a little bit different, but both of them use as the backbone of the chemistry of the drug. I even have a picture of the molecule, how it looks. Um, as fluoride is the main backbone constituent of both of the psychotropic drugs. Okay, and so let's go further. Um, looking at the anti-inflammatory effects, I guess, of these SSRIs. Um, in people that have neurological symptoms from COVID or from the vaccine. Um, it was so, sort of shocking to me. Um, these things seem to be rife with side effects. I, I would, and it's, it's only a short course, about two weeks, but that seems to be enough to, I guess, cause some sort of habituation to it where if you come off of it too quickly, I mean, it, 
can be almost suicidal. Um, but I'll defer to Anne. I don't I don't know that much about it. It's not my area of expertise. But it is I don't know curious that this would be part of a uh, infectious disease protocol. I tell you that when Anne I give you their link to the frontline doctors protocol, and the first part is pretty decent. I mean, again, it's like if they do recommend vitamins and minerals, it's just like garbage. I'm sorry, but it's synthetic non-food based garbage ascorbic acid and when you say ascorbic acid just know that what they mean is gmo ascorbic acid derived from corn which is 95 percent of what you're going to get even in a health food store unless it says otherwise on the label so to me i'm really really big on the quality and the form of what you're putting inside your body and the, it's, it's classic with the MDs. They don't d differentiate. Oh, all zincs are the same. All, all vitamin Cs are the same. No, they're not. So th that's what you're kind of going to, you're, you're going to run into that a lot. Told me about this. She emailed me. And I was, I was actually dumbfounded. I was, I was stunned. And short course or not, uh, it doesn't really matter. This stuff is really toxic, really dangerous. And fluvoxamine is, is Luvox or Prozac, however you want. And, and Anne has always called these, no matter what name they give them, Wellbutrin. Uh, she calls them Prozac 1, 2, 3, 4, right. 5, 6, whatever. Paxil. It's all the same kind of thing. When you mess with the serotonin in the body, you're, you're messing and asking for trouble. So we have Simone Gold's America's Frontline Doctors uh -huh. recommending... Fluvoxamine or Luvox or Prozac. Now remember, I've already warned about them with their affiliations with like Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Kerry Modge and these types of people, Kennedy, in that really, really weird new agey, we're going to take back the world, very, very con connected with like Sasha Stone and all this this uh, ascension and the great awakening connected in with like yoga and all this new age garbage they're all connected in with that okay and that's a whole separate reason i would avoid them i, I i've got into this in previous studies you can look it up or whatever frontline doctors simone gold sherry temp i mean i've got into this before so understand there is various reasons where you want to be extremely cautious of even the people in the altar, I mean, look at Mike Adams, look at Alex Jones, look at all the new age garbage and all the new age guests they're incorporating into all this and how they're, they're you know, tying this in with some, like, we're going to take the world back and, and, and we're going to, um, you know, ascend or whatever, whatever their ultimate goal. It's really heavy duty new age garbage. And that's why I think they're going to be involved in going from the old world order gladly into the new world order and calling it a really wonderful, awesome thing that God is doing. And I don't think God's going to have anything to do with that. I think God predicted it in the word of God. But if it were possible, Jesus said they would deceive the very elect regarding the days and times we're living in. So you got to be on guard, really super on guard with this stuff. COVID treatment and the vax injured now Correct, simone yeah. gold's organization erica you you found something else out today they're they're advocating and prescribing a, a whole bunch of pharmaceuticals yes what's going yeah, on it, how many uh, were there? 
oh, there was probably seven, seven or yeah. eight. I, you know, yeah. and, and it was it was the um, Pierre Corey's organization as well. I, I mean, I guess they're they're just grasping at straws as to how to treat these people that are afflicted with whatever this is, this bioweapon. But the list of pharmaceuticals is, seems to be growing by the day. I mean, these are not uh, routine drugs. I I would say this. <sighs> No, there's no doubt there, there's money in treating this. There is a lot of money for the pharmaceutical industry in treating this. So we have America's frontline doctors. Simone Gold runs our organization. Dr. Pierre Corey, FLCCC Alliance. Yep. Uh, and they're, they're both recommending antidepressants. Yeah. Now let's just put the... That's just one of the horrific things they're advocating. I'm looking second line agents. I'm going right from there. Frontline doctors, treatment, okay? Yeah, they've got some ha halfway decent stuff in here, but then you get to these drugs. Dual anti-androgen therapy. Evidently, they think that lowering your androgens or I, I guess like your testosterone level is a good thing with this, which again, that's asinine. Why are you gonna, why do you have to do that to treat a malady like this a, a, a whether it's a bad flu whether it's from the vaccine shedding well i just battled it and i didn't do anything to lower my testosterone okay or my androgens in my body spironolactone and dutasteride and i don't know if these are like again i don't i just don't have the time to get into break down every one of these drugs but that's their they're recommending that Lower, and then they're recommending fluvoxamine, which is the which is the SSRI, which is the like Prozac, which is main ingredients fluoride. Why are you going to prescribe an antidepressant to treat COVID? Then guess what the next thing is: monoclonal antibody therapy. Which again, where's that derived from? Humanized mice, cultured and made from the HEK whatever one nine three or whatever aborted fetal cell lines, monoclonal antibodies therapy, which I was just warning about in my, and then the last thing is corticosteroids, pregnizone or methylpregnizone. Listen, when I was first in practice, I had this patient that was on pregnizone and he was the sickest patient I had. Sick, he was a Jehovah Witness. He tried to convert me. I've, I've told that story before. That stuff ravaged him and anybody i ever saw in pregnizone for any kind of length of time the drug destroys them it's a catabolic steroid the word catabolic means to tear down it tears you down from the inside out i could understand maybe a a very short cycle to get somebody out of the woods this is not necessary for treating this problem okay my protocol again i'd put against this any day of the week these are all horrible drugs horrible if you ask me and yet the frontline doctors who have your back this is their you know their second line agents evidently or second and third line agents or whatever no wrong 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 uh, i will not advocate any of that garbage there's a side the other pharmaceuticals aside and Concentrate on this. Uh, Anne, I'd like you to meet uh, Erica Kahn. Say hello to Erica, Anne. Hi, Erica. Hi, Anne. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. Sorry we had to meet this way, though. <laughs> All right. Um, when you first saw this, 
can. I forget which group it was, and you emailed me. What What were your thoughts? What, honestly, what were you thinking? I know you were surprised. You had to be. I was shocked. But well, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, for a long time, have said I wouldn't put anything past them. If they can sell a drug, they can come up with the best line of BS you've ever heard. Yep. As long as it'll sell. I mean, after 9-11, I don't know if you know, but Pfizer handed out Zola to everybody for free. There you go. No, I didn't wow. know that. Really? Oh, yeah. What a nice <laughs> company, that it. Pfizer. <laughs> you, got uh -huh. you got a customer for a long time? Yeah, get them addicted wow. to it. Wow. Okay, so yeah. what do you know about uh, America's Frontline Doctors, for example? Or the FLCCC Alliance, whichever. What are they? I watched this little short video the other day. It was some girl that was just posting something randomly, and she was going around the room and showing the not only what drug they were taking, what antidepressant, and they they might have been on several other drugs beyond that, but what antidepressant they were taking in the milligram dosage. Here, here's our little princess Tiffany, and she's taking ten milligrams of Zoloft, and then here's. Here's Rebecca, and she's taking 50 milligrams of Prozac. She's got more of a, a, a bigger dose. And the, the one lady they showed, the grandma that it, that you know was the matriarch of the family, she said they they said, oh, and here's Granny, and she's been raw dogging it for basically you know 40, meaning she's on no meds, and she looked great and healthy, you know. But all these other teenagers were on psychotropic SSRIs filling themselves full of fluoride and i know there's a demonic component to these things there's got to be and they were all proud of it they were all like like this is some normal thing that um teenagers should be totally dependent upon actually doing how long are they proposing people take this stuff and what what the hell value could it be uh from what i understand they want them to use it for about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but at fairly high doses. Right. And that concerns me, too. <clears throat> I mean, we already know that one 30-milligram dose of Prozac will double the level of cortisol. <laughs> one dose does oh my it. word. Cortisol is what they test to see if you're under stress. Yeah. Or if you're depressed. It's the chief catabolic steroid in the body. Cortisol. The word again, catabolic, means to tear down. You secrete too much of it, it acts like pregnisone. It tears you down from the inside out. And that's why when you're under stress, okay, and you're hyper-secreting cortisol, which is a, a, primarily an adrenal issue, well, that can age you. And in a very accelerated fashion. Let's say you have somebody that's been under tons of stress for like decades. Wow, they look so old for their age. Well, yeah, that's why. Because they've been hyper-secreting cortisol, that and probably other things for many, many years. Okay, so you've heard of anabolic steroids like the androgens that they were, they were in reference to. And evidently they want to lower the androgens and load you up with, with cortisol. Okay, anabolic steroids are in, in your body, like testosterone and these types of things. That is an anabolic, meaning it builds you up. That's why bodybuilders take testosterone to build muscle. They would never take cortisol 
to build muscle. They'll they'll use cortisol as an anti-inflammatory, or they'll get cortisol injections in a joint that they're having a problem with, which is kind of insanity because again, think about that. You're injecting a catabolic steroid into the very joint that you've injured. Well, the word catabolic means to tear down. Yeah, that's why if you get, especially if you get repeated cortisol injections in a joint, that joint will hyper, hyper accelerate and deteriorate quicker than it would have ever done normally because you're putting a catabolic steroid into the joint in a concentrated form. It's total insanity. But hey, it feeds the medical model. Then the joint wears out and deteriorates and now you got to get a knee replacement all by design. See why I'm so salty about this subject? Because I could just give you one example after another example after another on how this is all calculated by design on purpose to generate more money for the medical profession. So you have to go on more medications, more pain meds until you get to the point where you're a surgical candidate. And then they really make the big money. And every bit of it is predetermined and by design. If it's elevated, you're considered to be stressed or depressed. And it does it with one dose. I called an endocrinologist once, just out of curiosity, uh-huh. and said, can you tell me how long the human body can tolerate having cortisol doubled on a daily basis? Now, it remember, said, she said that one dose of it, the SSRIs, the Prozac, the Fluvoxine, the Paxil will double, I guess, your cortisol levels, which, again, is horrible for all the reasons that I just mentioned. And so she she wondered how, how long, when you double this, would it take, and let me just back up a hair, what it would do to you. And said, can you tell me how long the human body can tolerate having cortisol doubled on a daily basis? He said, oh my gosh, you can't do that to someone. No. I said, well, if you could, how long would you think a human could tolerate that? He said, a month, maybe two. And then he said, three at the very most. And then he said, why are you asking me this? And I said, well, that's what one single 30 milligram dose of Prozac does. He said, oh, no, no, Prozac is a wonderful drug. Oh, yeah. I had to give him the study done by the manufacturer themselves, but it was done in Italy. And because it was done in Italy, they didn't have to report it to doctors in the U.S. Good luck finding a doctor that knows anything about it unless they read my book. Mm -hmm. They've let the satanic medical pharma cartel totally educate them and totally brainwash them. And now they're just parroting whatever they've been taught in college and in the hospital system. And they've been taught lies. I mean, a ton, I'm not saying it's all been lies, but they've been taught a ton of lies. All right. They won't. It's 500 pages long and they don't take time to read it. And she wrote a whole book on this. I, I can see where they're coming up with a rationale now for it because cortisol is immune suppressive at high levels. Yeah. So oh, yeah. 
they could be trying because because the consequences of, of this so again why are these frontline doctors advocating pregnizone which is like a, a like a cortisone like thing it's a catabolic steroid horrible for you tears your body up. why would they prescribe that when it's tearing down suppressing your immune system what why it's almost like that would be a really evil thing to do and that's just one of the horrific drugs they're recommending section when it gets out of hand is really you know over over activation of the immune system and they're probably trying to dim that somewhat and they figured out they could use prozac for that if, if, if that's one of the mechanisms of, a, of action if it does raise cortisol levels well then you've got some immune modulating effects with it but at what cost yeah. I mean, they are. If 30 milligrams does that, and I know for the vaccine injured, they're they're recommending two 25 milligram doses per day, and for long haul COVID, two 50 milligram doses per day. Total insanity using antidepressants to treat COVID. Just total red level insanity. Then that's very high mm -hmm. for for a period of two weeks. Yeah. And Dale Shannon, the singer from the 60s, was on it for two weeks at 20 milligrams and shot himself. Oh, my goodness. I had a case in Wyoming where a man took only two pills, killed his wife, daughter, mm -hmm. infant, granddaughter, and then himself. Wow. And the jury ruled. Yeah. After hearing the drug company's own expert explain that if you increase serotonin by interfering with the metabolism of serotonin, which is what a serotonin reuptake inhibitor is, is you're inhibiting the reuptake, which is the metabolism. Mm -hmm. And he explained that when you do that, what you should expect is impulsive murder or suicide. There you go. There you go. But, a, but an acceptable murder-suicide type of behavior. Because the drug companies have deemed that fine. And, and that's all that really matters, isn't it? Impulsive. And he, the poor man had only taken two doses before he killed his whole family. Of course, the jury ruled in our favor that the drug was the reason. And that never makes the headlines. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> you don't want that to get out to your customers. No. That's bad for business. Oh. It's just uh, awful. And just a quick general question, a semi-aside here. How is the SSRI industry doing now compared to, say, five years ago? Is the curve going up? Is the curve sort of staying oh, yeah. the same or are we still seeing a, a, a that constant increase in prescriptions for these killer drugs constant increase no. and i cannot keep up with the cases from well, look at what covid's cause oh all these shut-ins all this social distancing all this you know uh you know all this non-human type of behavior has been encouraged wear your masks isolate fear others well that by itself is probably driven people into the 
into their their doctors to get you know these SSRIs prescribed to them in order to deal with the depression that they're in or the anxiety that they're feeling from the whole COVID scamdemic. We just had that man over the weekend that pushed the woman in front of the subway in New York. He had been oh, yeah. drugged for 20 years. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, just hold on, Anne. Excuse me. The guy in New York, I followed that. I posted that story. There's a black guy, and blacks don't apparently like Asian women, at least some of them. And he pushed her right in front of the train. Now, you're saying you were able to find out that that guy was on SSRIs for 20 years? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Go back to, I'm sorry, go back to the Rittenhouse thing next. What were you saying? In the Rittenhouse case, the fellow that came at him telling, screaming, I guess, that he was going to kill him, was serious because he'd just gotten out of a psych ward where he had been because he was suicidal. So can you guess what they gave him? (laughs) And he had just been let out. He was serious. I have a gun for situations like that myself because I've had, I've seen so many of these cases and I've talked to people who have actually done something to someone who say they would have preferred somebody killing them before they did what they did that was so completely out of character. So there's also has to be a gigantic demonic component with these drugs as well. I don't think you could just explain it off the neurochemistry. Maybe, but I just believe there's a pharmacia, there's a witchcraft component with these drugs, especially these mind-altering ones. Devastated by what they've done. How can so, these, these drugs derange the human psyche so much that people do these things and afterward, don't even know. They work know. like LSD or PCP. Which, and the very first thing they saw is that these drugs repressed REM sleep. Mm. When you repress REM sleep, what do you end up with? Psychosis. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that's what's happening. Um, REM sleep's rapid eye movement, and it's where we get some of our the most quality restorative sleep. It's when you're dreaming, and that's why when somebody's dreaming, you can see their eyeballs moving under their their eyelids. That's called that's why they call it rapid eye movement. Okay, and yes, these SSRIs totally evidently obliterate that. It's again, it's all by design. That's they're designed to do this. Now, if you're not getting quality rest. Or let's just say this happens to you. Let's say you go through a couple nights and you you end up getting like half the sleep you would normally need to feel rested. Are you going to be more irritable? That's just a couple nights. Well, what if you're taking this stuff day in, day out? It's driving your cortisol through the roof. There's a demonic component. It's obliterating your REM sleep. Well, no wonder these people end up, quote, going postal and snapping because this drug's doing all this horrific stuff to them. Disorder called the REM sleep disorder. And they have found that 86% of 
of those that they've diagnosed with REM sleep disorder are taking an SSRI antidepressant. 86% Doing a good job. It's and doing its in job. in REM sleep disorder, what you do is act out your worst nightmare. Hmm. Gosh, that, that's yeah. how you have wonderful moms like Andrea Yates killing their own children. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what good fruit that these SSRIs have produced... And doesn't it make you feel good that there's just millions and millions of people on these things out there and just waiting to be, you know, triggered? I, I cannot even begin to keep up with the cases at this point of mothers killing their kids. They're I mean, that, that video I watched the other day, every single person other than the grandma was on them. And there were several children there, several teenagers and children. They were all on them. Absolutely everywhere, all day long. And never make the news. They keep it real no. quiet. Well, Same. they yeah. never talk about the drug because, of course, they didn't get enough drug or it would have helped them. That's the story. Well, I remember in the beginning when we first started talking, I don't know, 15 plus years ago, uh, you were, first thing you did in any of these mass shootings was try to find out the medical history right. of the shooter. And in almost yeah. virtually every single case, these people were drugged to the max with SSRIs. So if they were mind-controlled killers, and many of them obviously were and are, uh, they, they use this as some kind of a tool to gain access to control the minds of these, these poor unfortunates or... Maybe they're just psychopathic killers and waiting, but whatever. All you got to do is have them go to a movie that's violent or a video game. Play a video game that's violent. What are you going to dream about? Comedian so you... Bill Hartman's wife oh, yeah. suffered that, and she was writing a screenplay about a woman who shoots her husband while he's sleeping. Well, talk what about acting out. What do you mean about? Yeah. Exactly. She so, was horrified yeah. about what she had done. As soon as so she found you, out it was real and not a dream, she was calling her sister saying, Oh, my God, how can this be? There was no reason for it. What? She, and then, of course, she took her own life. What, what I, I am hearing think? more um, more reports of suicides now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, COVID, well, and COVID got, suicides, right. You've got the component in the vaccine itself to increase the serotonin by interfering with the metabolism, and that's in the form of the polyethylene glycol. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it does the same thing. Yep. Okay. And that's in Miralax, and you've got all kinds of reports of people on Miralax doing similar things and going hmm. crazy. Are we in a second generation? Are we in a second generation SSRI now? Are we still in the first? <laughs> Chemically. Well, yeah, well, they've got SNRIs out. 
but none of that really means anything. As long as you're interfering with the serotonin metabolism, you're producing all of these things, and they've known it since, what, the 1950s when Dr. Mm -hmm. Stuhlman first started looking into it? Mm -hmm. But nobody reads research. <laughs> it is just crazy. If they would read the research, especially the research that existed before it became financially advantageous for the research to show the exact opposite, they would learn the truth, which is what I included in my book. I mean, what that, what their own expert testified to in that case is exactly what all that research shows. But because they put out all this new so-called research that's bought and paid for, I mean, the world's leading expert on medical research said back in 2005 that 90% of the research at that point was either tainted or outright bogus due to influence from the industry. Yeah, it's even worse now. Some of these studies I mean, that are coming out in so-called peer-reviewed journals, they're, they're all fabricated. Yeah. I know. It's the fox guarding the hen house. It's just total wicked lies and collusion and, and you know, it's just a total satanic evil system. They just pay doctors to sign them. They yeah, whole, cloth, research whole cloth fabrication, lies, just yeah. whole cloth yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah, it's wow. really scary. <clears throat> okay, I have another... Read it and believe it. Sure. A quick, a quick question here. Erica mentioned growing numbers of suicides among COVID patients not necessarily long haul either covid patients right no work is being done and it'd be very difficult to do to find out how many of those people who suicide out are actually on ssris already i would i would be willing to bet that quite a considerable number of them are well i mean think about it if somebody is lining up for the covid kill shot that obviously shows that most likely they really have a very minimal or if any love for real truth they're probably already locked into the medical system anyway or they wouldn't have been so quick to jump on board and just arbit and then demonize the unvaxxed now i'm not saying they're all that way i'm saying probably good good percentage though i mean those are the true believers the ones that lined up for the kill shot to begin with they probably were already on tons of medications prior to this so this is just one more thing that they're being told to do and i've been trying to warn them well i can tell you that, that when a lot of these vaccine injured people seek medical care they're told that their symptoms are all in their head and they're given some sort of a you know anti-anxiety yeah. antidepressant yeah. medication mm -hmm. i know so the abuse oh, yeah. starts right right after the injection you know they, they, they won't have their injuries acknowledged or treated they're just dumbed down. Well, but how did they get dumbed down? They've had antidepressants for years. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And clear back in 90... Yeah, I mean, you're pumping your body 
full of fluoride. Which is one of the greatest ways to dumb any population. That's why they put it in the water. That's why they put it in the toothpaste. That's why they... I remember in elementary school, we'd have little cups. Okay, do your fluoride wash class. And we'd take the the cups of fluoride. Now, I'm, I'm obviously was dilute, but it's concentrated. Should have been criminal what they're doing. We have to swoosh them around, them, supposedly for our teeth. And, and then spit them out. And you're getting just massive amounts of most likely fluoride sublingually through the gums right into the bloodstream i just wonder how much you know damage that alone did not to mention you're getting it in the toothpaste you're getting it in the water supply you're getting it now in different medications and i'm sure there's other ways they're, they're putting it in, into the system two or 93 there was research done showing that these drugs turn the brain cells into corkscrew shapes. Mm. <laughs> the actual brain cells in the corkscrew shape. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I thought, okay. Well, wait, let me go back to these two groups that are, are proposing and recommending Fluvoxamine, Luvox, Prozac, for COVID treatment and for the treatment of the vax-injured people that come to their group for help. So what, that's 25, 25 milligrams twice a day from America's frontline doctors. Twice a day. That's for the vaccine injured. That's for the injured. Oh, my gosh. And for the long haulers, it's 50 milligrams twice a day. There you go. For two weeks. Shows me they're not being guided of God with their protocols. Let me tell you that right now. I mean, th this is this is some damning, really bad evidence against the frontline doctors. Sorry. And that's way beyond what they say is toxic. And yet I talked to the researcher who did... He was doing research to see what the toxic level of Prozac was. Of course, they didn't hire him to do it until like seven years after Prozac was on the market. <laughs> I said, the train, oh. train has left the station. <laughs> exactly. I said, isn't this a little late? He said, well, that's what I thought. But anyway, um, he was shocked because he found that the drug was accumulating in brain tissue at a rate 100 times greater than what was in the blood. Yeah, I, I had heard that. Um, and I think that's because there's a fluoride molecule yeah, on the it. fluoride. Yeah. I was wondering when they were going to bring that up because that's the 900-pound gorilla in the room with fluvoxamine, uh, Paxil, or, uh, Prozac. It's the fluoride. The main ingredient in the drug. The body just it could easily be, yeah. Um, it doesn't get rid of it that that readily. No. So it doesn't right. accumulate and it has it has a high affinity for the brain tissue. Pretty toxic effects down the line. Yeah, and they have no idea how long it would ever take to flush it out because who's gonna do that research? Now one of the best things you can do to go after any bad halogen. Okay, because fluoride is in the class of a halogen. Okay, so is bromine. That's why they put bromine in bread and other things. They used to put iodine in bread. Now they replaced it with bromine because they're trying to kill us off. Um, 
they put chlorine in the water supply and, and obviously other places. That's another bad halogen. Bromine's another bad. And then you got fluoride. That's another horrible halogen. They put all these things in, in our food in, or in our water, okay, to try to... Not, not only is it are they horrific and they have horrific side effects, but what it does also do is it kicks all the available iodine, which is the good halogen, out of our system. 90, 90, about 90% of it's stored in the thyroid gland, okay? And, and other glands in like the ovaries and the testes in men, you, you get other areas where there's some deposition um, of the iodine but what these bad halogens do fluoride chlorine bromine is it kicks the good halogen out of your body which is iodine and primarily out of your thyroid and then it will go in there and occupy the same receptors that the iodine should be occupying this is why i'm so big on taking iodine because iodine you can take iodine and it will kick the fluoride and the bromine and the chlorine out of the system that's why it's so important to not drink chlorinated, fluoridated water because then you're just, you're like, it's like you're just doing damage control with the iodine. You want to make sure like the water that you're drinking is, had the fluoride and the chlorine removed. You want to make sure the bread is, is, is not bromelated bread. It'll say like bromelated, which again, if you're buying organic, typically that's, you're going to solve that problem. They're not going to use bromine and organic bread. I would hope not, but um sometimes the bread will say non-bromelated that means that they didn't use bromine um but these are all things again this is why the bible says my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge satan has so many devices which he can get an advantage of us it's just mind-boggling but taking iodine is one of those things every day where you can know that you're kicking a lot of the bad halogens out of the body just by taking iodine and then that also helps your metabolism and, and it helps your immune system and a whole bunch, host of other things okay and that's why iodine is part of my covid protocol as well yeah well i think some of you know i I'm, I'm you know not talking from any experience here but i i think that when you take these psychoactive drugs there, there's some rewiring Yes. in the brain that occurs that doesn't get reversed mm. even when you come off the drug yeah well no because it stays in the brain for so long after yeah mm -hmm. but again if it's the primarily the fluoride component that's staying in the brain well hopefully the iodine could do a go a, a, a far pretty far into kicking that out just like knack goes a long way to kicking out the graphene oxide of the body and acetylcysteine okay so there are things that you can do to kick things out like uh, aluminum another thing they try to put in which causes alzheimer uh you can kick that out with silica okay uh of the of the body and then you know like coriella uh, there's a lot of an apple pectin apple pectin super good for radiation on any radiation we've been exposed to coriella is good for like heavy metals there's a lot of different things you can do to counter the, a lot of the wickedness that they're, they're trying to um, put into our, our systems. I mean, they're also prescribing, um, they're also prescribing benzodiazepines in some cases. And, and, and those, are, those are horrendous to try to come off of. I know. So 
it's almost, I, I don't know if it's just trying to pacify. Come off an antidepressant. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if they're just trying to pacify people um, for a period of time and, and, until, I, I don't know. Or finish them off so right. you don't have anybody left to sue them for anything. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's I don't not a cure. It it's just no, it's, managing no. symptoms. That's it. And these, managing symptoms. These, these two groups are are absolutely recommending fluvoxamine. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get it. I do not get it. And two and weeks, boom, and you're off. And I, again, I give you the link right. It's on the second page at the bottom of the second page to their protocol. America Frontline Doctors. You can see it for yourself. These are not antidepressants. And, they're, and remember, they're just talking about one of the bad drugs. I kind of hit the four different classifications of those of those drugs earlier but they're only going into depth on the, on on really one of them they are dissociative anesthetics Good work. Like yeah. because you take brainwave patterns of people on them as they're sitting talking to someone the brain shows they're in a total anesthetic Sleep state and dreaming. That's While they appear weird. alert and functioning. Oof. Look at Princess Di's driver. Yeah. I mean, I knew. It's just simple. I called the police in Paris. I said, you got a driver on Prozac. And then there I explained go. why. I said he had almost three times the legal limit. I said, you can't drink that much alcohol unless you're on an antidepressant <laughs> because it causes you to crave alcohol. In fact, that's one of the forms of mania, and they cause mania so quickly. That's why. So another neat side effect of the SSRIs, it causes you to crave alcohol? Great. Most psychiatrists would not prescribe these in the beginning. But then once they added the benzos, saying, oh, that'll help counter it. Yeah. One, one, you know, you have the side effects, horrific side effects from the Prozac. So here's another drug to counteract all those. Oh, but that drug has tons of side effects. And again, it just leads to more drugs and more drugs and more drugs. More pharmacia, more demons, more devils. Wonderful. Right. Oh, boy. They got them prescribing, and now we've got the mess we've got. Unbelievable. Uh, Anne, let me ask you to wind this up and, and just give your words of wisdom to anyone out there who's got COVID, who goes to these groups or anyone, any doctor who suggests getting on antidepressants, oh, just for a couple weeks. <clears throat> what would you uh, tell these people? Just for a couple weeks. Run. <laughs> run fast. And don't look back. There is zero reason for these second and third tier drugs that they're recommending. They don't include ivermectin in, in that. It's, it's these other drugs I mentioned. The ones that lower your androgens. The ones that pregnizone, that hypersecrete like a corticosteroid. Then the monoclonal antibodies. Well, those, you know, made from humanized mice cultured off aborted babies. And then the levoxathin or the... Um, Prozac. Those are those are the ones, the drugs, that the frontline doctors, because they've got your back, they're recommending for COVID. So 
I, you're going to have a hard time convincing me they're not satanic, too. They're, they're just more like satanic light as, com as compared to the remdesivir and their drug cocktail and the ventilators, which is, you know, satanic heavy. I, I just, you got to be really careful who you trust in today's day and age. And, and man, I, as much as I've read about this, I will not trust these. I never trusted them anyway, but these frontline doctors are, yeah, I'd run. So Dr. Oz is also a, um, recommending the SSRIs for COVID and, um, as is the frontline doctors. And I, I give you the link here to the protocol straight from them. Um, and yes, fluvoxamine or AKA Luvox or Faverin are, um, as all antidepressants do, will most definitely shut down your immune system due to their strong steroid-like effects. Like you're not getting enough steroid-like effects from the prednisone they're recommending. No, let's shut the immune system down even more. And they didn't even get into that in the audio we heard from the SSRIs. Makes sense to me if you're trying to treat covid that you want to shut your own immune system down no actually my protocol everything in it is actually building your immune system up in every way shape and form you can i guess i'm just a fuddy-duddy or something i'm just not evil enough i don't know what's wrong with me why would i want to why wouldn't i want to tear your immune system down in order to treat covid because wouldn't that show you what a compassionate doctor that I am? I mean, and to give you monoclonal antibodies, cultured off humanized mice, cultured off aborted babies in the production of it? Why wouldn't I want to do that to you? <sighs> it's just unbelievable. Also, I, I did some more research on the fluvoxamine, which is basically Luvox, Ferivin, and or Prozac. And um, it also inhibits the following six cytochrome p450 enzyme pathway and that's the primary enzyme pathway in the liver whereby detoxification occurs there's phase one and there's phase two and also things like cancer cells are actually broken down in the body that's where it happens in the liver so fluvoxamine these ssris inhibit six different cytochrome p450 enzymes so it basically shuts down your liver too to a certain extent that's a, that's a little side effects they didn't even talk about in the last. They, they may not be aware of it. I wasn't aware of it until I looked it up. And here I list all six of the cytochrome P450 enzymes and what they do here, the ones that are shut down. So that's an, another neat little, neat little um, side effect. And now fluorine, which is where we get fluoride from, is the ninth element of the periodic table. Okay, and here is the chemical structure for fluvoxamine or basically Prozac, Luvox, Ferivin. Here, here, and, and you can clearly see at the at the end of it, there are four, three fluoride molecules, okay? And you're correct in stating that fluvoxamine or Luvox does not attack the virus, but it, it, it did unleash one heck of an attack on the kids at Columbine who were gunned down by Eric Harris. Eric was taking fluvoxamine at the time that he went nuts and killed everybody at Columbine. So there's, there. I mean, I don't know why they didn't use that as their poster child to advertise fluvoxamine or Prozac. I mean, I think it would really help sales, don't you? 
Obviously, I'm being really sarcastic. In fact, in a mass murder-suicide case just two years after Columbine in Wyoming this time, the drug company expert, a leading world expert on serotonin, was brought in to defend the anti was he was brought brought in to def to defend fluvoxamine in that case. Okay. Yet, he testified that because of the way antidepressants inhibit the metabolism of serotonin, that we should expect that, um, that we should expect an impulsive murder or impulsive suicides to take place from the drug. And here's a guy that was flown in to defend it. And evidently had a moment of honesty and clarity and sincerity and admitted that these drugs produce impulsive murder and or impulsive suicides. Yeah. Just just what it does to the sleep cycle and how it eradicates your REM sleep alone. I mean, like I said, if you go for three or four days and you don't get any kind of quality rest, see what kind of mood you're going to be in. It's not going to be pretty. You're not going to be the same person you would normally be. And could you imagine being on the stuff year in, year out? I don't even know how these people function. And then all the other garbage that it does, how it hypersecretes your cortisol, fills you full of fluoride. Now let's talk about fluoride a little bit. I'm, I'm almost out of time, but I'm going to try to get this in. Fluoride and population control. Controversial, the controversial fluoride is one of the basic ingredients in both Prozac or fluoxetine or fluoxetine hydrochloride, uh, which is basically fluvoxamine. So one of the basic ingredients in Prozac, fluvoxamine, these other drugs, and sarin nerve gas, okay? Sarin nerve gas is, it's made of isopropyl methyl phosphoryl fluoride, okay? So hey, I think it's fine that you have sarin nerve gas that will kill you and Prozac kind of being in the same family. I mean, there's no red flags there, right? Sodium fluoride, a hazardous, hazardous waste byproduct from the manufacture of aluminum, is a common ingredient in rat and cockroach poisons, anesthetics, hypnotics, psychi psychiatric drugs, and military nerve gas. It's historically been quite expensive to properly dispose of until some, until some aluminum industries with an overabundance of the stuff sold the public on the terrifically insane but highly profitable idea of buying it at a 20,000% markup. Remember, this is from the waste byproduct of the aluminum industry. This is something they would normally have to pay big money to like take away and properly dispose of. But way, 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 many, many decades ago, they came up with this ingenious satanic idea, highly profitable, to sell it at a 20,000% markup injecting it into our water supplies and then forcing everyone to drink it and again this stuff's real tough to get out you got special filters and all kind of stuff yes a twenty thousand percent markup fluoride is injected into our drinking water supply at approximately one part per million well and probably a lot more in other places but since we only drink half of one percent of the total of the total water supply the rest literally goes down the drain as a free hazardous waste disposal for the chemical industry where we pay them so we can flush their expensive hazardous waste down our toilets how many salesmen dream of such a deal independent scientific evidence repeatedly showing up over in the last 50 years reveals that fluoride allegedly shortens our lifespan promotes cancer and various mental disturbances accelerates osteoporosis 
and broken hips and all. Oh, isn't it for your bones? Yeah, a actual, a, a really organic fluoride naturally found in the soils at like a reasonable level, like that would occur like if you ate a plant, that actually is good for our bones, okay? Sodium fluoride, a byproduct of the aluminum industry, which is what's in Prozac, fluvoxamine, and our water supply in our toothpaste, that's never good. That is a toxic, horrific form of fluoride. And that kind actually causes osteoporosis and broken hips in old age. It makes us stupid, docile, and subservient all in one package. There are reports of aluminum in the brain possibly being a causative factor in Alzheimer's. Yeah, I'll just mention that. And evidence points toward fluoride's strong affinity for aluminum. Well, it's, it's a byproduct of the aluminum industry. So, yeah. And also, its ability to trick the blood-brain barrier by looking like a hydrogen ion and thus allowing chemical access to brain tissue. And that's how fluoride gets into the, the brain. It loves the lower brain lobes, which has a lot to do with our ability to resist, to create the subservient, docile, dumbed-down populace that will basically go along with whatever they're told to do. Scientists who have attempted to blow the whistle on the Megabucks PR ploy have consistently been given a very unscientific black PR treatment, and thus their valid points disputing the current vested interests never arrive in the press. Follow the money to find the control. In 1952, a slick PR campaign which ramrodded the concept of fluoridization through our public health departments and various dental organizations was likened to a highly emotional beer salesman convention instead of the objective scientific experiment that it should have properly been. It continued in that vein up to present time. Let's go back to the beginning, though. The first occupant, the first occurrence of fluoridated drinking water on Earth was found in the Nazi Germany prison, prison camps. The Gestapo had little concern about fluoride's supposed effect on children's teeth. Their alleged reason for mass medicating the water um, was sodium fluoride was to sterilize the humans and to force the people into their concentration camps into calm submission. Okay, so that's that's why they did it. They, they wanted to sterilize, it also sterilizes you. It'll sterilize humans and they'll force the people in their concentration camps into calm submission. Now, that was from the book The Crime and Punishment of I.G. Farben by Joseph Borkin. Okay. The following letter was received by the Lee Foundation for Nutritional Research, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on October 2nd, 1954, from Mr. Charles Perkins, a chemist. Uh, this is Dr. Royal Lee who started Standard Process, which I carried them for, I don't know. 30 years until they one day came to me and said you're selling too much product and we don't believe you're not selling it online and that's against our policies and i'm like what proof do you have well we just don't think you can sell that much and not have a whatever and i'm like and then they started doing this other weird stuff and i'm like okay guys i'm out bye bye see you later you know falsely accusing me of garbage I, you, do you know i've probably generated millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in either direct or indirect sales for standard process i used to literally sit in my car and just listen to royal lee and standard process lectures and in, in um who's that the doc dr mark i mean dr versendahl uh, dr dobbins i used to just listen i mean that's how i know so much about clinical nutrition I don't regret doing it. It's just that, wow, what a 
slap in the face they gave me. Anyway, um, this was from the Lee Foundation Nutritional Research, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, October 2nd, 1954, from Mr. Charles Perk as a chemist. Quote, I have your letter of September 29th asking for further documentation regarding a statement made in my book, The Truth About Water Fluoridation. To the effect that the idea of water fluoridation was brought to England from Russia by the Russian communist Kremenov. In the 1930s, Hitler and the Nazi Germanys envisioned a world to be dominated and controlled by a Nazi philosophy of pan-Germanism. The German chemists worked out a very ingenious and far-reaching plan of the mass control, which was submitted to and adopted by the German general staff. This plan was to control the population in any given area through mass medication of the drinking water supplies. By this method, they could control the population in whole areas, reduce population by water medication, and that would produce sterility in women and so on. In this scheme, mass control of mass control sodium fluoride occupied a prominent place. Repeated doses of infinitesimal amounts of fluoride will in time reduce an individual's power to resist domination by slowly poisoning and narcotizing a certain area of the brain. And guys, this is why they've been doing this to us for decades and decades. They've been prepping us for this very day. For this very day when they're gonna try to put their boot across our throats and implement their will, hoping that humanity won't do anything, humanity won't resist, humanity will just go along and do whatever they're told. And fluoride was a gigantic part of that. That's why I'm, I'm bringing this up now. Because anyway, it just kind of worked out today. Um, thus making him submissive to the will of those who wish to govern him, which is kind of like a light lobotomy is what it's essentially doing. The real reason behind water fluoridation is not is to not benefit children's teeth. If this were the real reason, there are many other ways which could be done much easier, cheaper, and more effective. The real purpose behind water fluoridation is to reduce the resistance of the masses to domination and control and control and the loss of liberty. So they don't want us to resist the, our loss of liberty. When the Nazis under Hitler decided to go into Poland, both the German general staff and the Russian general staff exchanged scientific and military ideas, plans, and personnel. And the scheme of mass control through water medication was seized upon by the Russian communists because it fitted ideally into their plan to communize the world. Now, remember, Stalin was no angel. He killed 50 million of his own people. We always hear about Hitler, but Stalin was most likely, I mean, the way that he threw his own troops into battle and basically sacrificed them he might have been responsible for, i think he was responsible for more deaths than hitler ever was potentially now granted and you could say then the bombing and all that and so i don't even want to get into that to me but i'm just saying they, they both were responsible for millions upon millions of deaths um this is from a oh this is from that chemist charles e perkins from october 1954 and he said i was told of this entire scheme by the german chemist who was an official of the great IG Farben Chemical Industries, which was the driving financial force behind Hitler, okay, which split into three different companies after World War II so they could um, try to remain anonymous, okay. They they split into Bayer, which is like Bayer Aspirin, okay, uh, which is still a beyond wicked company that just bought Monsanto. They split into BASF, we don't make the products you buy. We make the products you buy better. If you remember their ad campaigns from like the 80s and 90s. Oh, I forget the third company. Anyway, that's how they tried to maintain anonymity. Anyway, um, 
he goes on to say, um, I will say this with all earnestness and sincerity of the scientist who has spent 20 years research into chemistry, biochemistry, physiology, and pathology of fluorine or fluoride. Any person who drinks artificially fluoridated water for a period of one year or more will never again be able to have the same person mentally or physically. Well, again, though, what if you added in a whole bunch of iodine and you were kicking it out? Okay. He might not have been aware of that. Going forward, do you have diabetes or kidney disease? There are reportedly more than 11 million Americans with diabetes since many diabetics drink more liquids than other people. Then according to physician's desk reference, these 11 million Americans probably shouldn't be drinking fluoridated water because in doing so, they'll receive an excessive dose of fluoride. Kidney disease, by definition, lowers the efficiency of the kidneys, which is your main route of fluoride elimination. So those people with kidney disease also shouldn't drink fluoridated water. Well, nobody should be drinking it. Cases are on record where kidney patients on dialysis machines died due to fluoride overdose in the city water supplies. <laughs> That's how nasty this stuff is. Are our civil defense organizations and agencies awake to the perils of water poisoning by fluoridation? Its use has been recorded in other countries. Sodium fluoride water solutions are the cheapest and most effective rat killers known to chemists. Colorless, odorless, tasteless, no antidote, no remedy, no hope. Well, again, I would question the no remedy, no hope thing, but instant and complete extermination. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, if you're going to if you're gonna give them a concentrated dose, sure. It, what does it produce? Instant and complete extermination of rats. And it would anything that you gave it to in a concentrated dose. I mean, when they deal with it in the in the um, the fact the municipal water places, the guys that handle the fluoride have to wear special suits with respirators, like high level respirators and things. Like that, because if they breathe any of that concentrated fluoride, they're dead. If they spill the powder, it'll eat right through the concrete. That's how corrosive it is. Sodium fluoride is, and it's and again, it's a byproduct of the aluminum industry. Still is. Again, the main ingredient in Prozac and fluvoxamine, what they pump into the water supply, what they put in your toothpaste, because Satan cares so much. That's what you never need to forget, how much Satan really cares about you and how much he is looking out for your best interest. I think I just proved that today with today's teaching, all the satanic things I've covered. Fluoridation of the water supply systems can be a slow national suicide or a quick national liquidation. It depends how much they put in. It is criminal insanity and treason. Who said that? Dr. E.H. Bronner, uh, manufacturer, research chemist um, in Los Angeles. And I, I have a whole file, a whole Word doc on fluoride. I just gave you a tiny little piece of it. Again, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get it out, make sure you've got special filters to get it out. It's tricky. It's basically the same molecular size as water. So there's a lot of speculation if reverse osmosis units can even get it out because it, what does reverse osmosis do? It's a permeability. It's, it's, it's a membrane permeable that is supposedly only to let the water flip through. Well, hold on. If fluoride's the same molecular size, it's gonna go right through this, the permeability, the, the membrane of the reverse osmosis. <laughs> So I, I wouldn't use reverse osmosis to get out fluoride. Do your research is all I can say. I've, I've done studies. You can key in fluoride and I've, I've given you my recommendations on that and on how to do it. 
Um, but do do your research and, and your due, dil due diligence. Sorry, it's getting a little bit late here. Um, all right, so I am not going to be able to finish this teaching, but uh, Lord willing, we will get to the rest in the next teaching that I do. God bless you, and we will see you in the next teaching.